Shane, you know what? What? I'm Andy. You're Shane. This is the Secondary Assist Podcast. And we are back here, Secondary Assist Podcast. That was a good opening. <laughs> Beat you to it this time. Now you don't have to do it at the end of the show and get me all pissed off on the way out. I mean, I'm absolutely still going to do it at the end of the show, but that was good. I like that. A lot to talk about, Shane. A lot to talk about. New York Islanders still in first place in the Metropolitan Division. Three points up on the Washington Capitals with two, count them, two games in hand. Roaring toward uh, what seems like a playoff appearance. We don't know, obviously, what seed they'll finish in or who they'll be playing. I think I looked as of last night. They would have been playing, if the season were to end today, it'd be the Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. We know there's a lot going on, uh, and that's not obviously going to help be how the way it ends up, probably. But uh, we have a. F- Do you know how much I would love that, though? What, to play Pittsburgh again? Yeah, just because of how great that series was when the Islanders weren't Yeah, good. but that was Marc-Andre Fleury, and it was kind of fun to see his nightmares that he would have at the Coliseum. And but uh, That's true. We have a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, well, since we started with the playoffs, let's rearrange your order really quick. And let's just talk about, we might not know who they're playing, but we know where they're playing. Can I just say something? How much do you love John Tortorella? Like, you either love John Tortorella or you hate John Tortorella. But this just came up on my feed chain, and I have to say this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, sir. But this is just too good to not share right off the bat. So it come, it came out a couple hours ago that Artemi Panarin is not in the lineup this evening in Columbus due to being ill. It also came out that Matt Duchesne is not going to play for Ottawa. He might have played his last game, in fact, for Ottawa, as he will not be in the lineup Thursday night. That's already been announced to protect him for a trade that seems inevitable at this point. Now, the question was for Panarin, well, is he really ill or not? This was John Tortorella's comment to the media about Artemi Panarin tonight. Torts was emphatic that Panarin's absence is not to protect a potential trade asset. He's sick in capital letters. He shit his pants and he's puking his guts out. (laughs) How great is that? I do love Tortorella. I mean, you you almost have to, How unless he's that? your, unless he's your coach. I mean, oh my God, that is just brilliant, brilliant stuff. So you were saying you wanted to change the order of the show around, even though I disagree. But go ahead. Well, I mean, we we jumped into the playoffs right away, and I really wanted to make the transition of we don't know who they're going to play, but we know where. But you cut me off before I was able to do I, it. I, I apologize for that. You want me to apologize again? No, but let's 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 dive right, right let's, into. Let's let's let, let's go to subject two as subject one. That's fine. Yeah, we'll just flip one and two. What do you think about the decision? Ooh, um, the decision was interesting. Um, I think that, and this is not going to be what people want to hear, but I do think that it was kind of the best of both worlds, and I do think that the NHL even though Islander fans don't see it this way, kind of threw them a bone with even giving them a round at the Coliseum, which we all know is adored and loved by fans, but let's face it, come on, guys. In all honesty, it's it's a, it's a shithole. <laughs> it just, it is. I mean, 
They, but if we're if we're if we're being honest, and I agree with you 100, percent I never expected to even play the first I round did. at the Coliseum. I did. I, I kept hearing whispers as it grew closer and closer that that was a likelihood of being the case. But I knew that Bettman and the NHL doesn't like the Coliseum as a major venue. But here's what I find interesting about the whole thing was the Islanders' statement about the whole thing. And if you read their official statement, they make it a point to emphasize that the NHL does not consider the Coliseum a major league venue. And you got to think there's a PR game going on there, too, like the Islanders reaching out to fans saying, hey, look, it wasn't us. We went for right. all four rounds here, but the NHL, it's almost like if, I was, if, if somebody was verbalizing that statement, it would have been like, hey, guys, we pushed for all four rounds at the Coliseum. We really wanted that. The players wanted it. But the NHL, <laughs> you know, like that kind of sarcasm. It was dripping with sarcasm and dripping right. with PR. Um, again, I think it's the best of both worlds. We know that Barclays is in a perfect situation, but at the end of the day, if this team makes it to the second round, fans are going to go, and they're going to be loud. Yeah, it and doesn't matter where it is. Yes, Barclays sucks on a noise level comparative to the Coliseum just because of the acoustics of it, and the sound gets lost very easily in Brooklyn, but... I remember it being pretty pretty damn exciting a couple of years ago against uh, Florida and Tampa. You know, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't as bad as people making it out to be. And as far as arguments about the ice and the boards, well, it's going to be the same for both teams. The Islanders, I tweeted this after the announcement, the Islanders will not win or lose a series based on where they're playing it. That's my opinion. I think you take and what you can get at this point, and I think, look, I think... Who knows? I mean, there was whispers that came out today that maybe the whole Belmont thing is not going to happen after all because of issues with the LIRR not wanting to commit to a full-time station there and that maybe they're going to take that money that was allocated for Belmont and just completely do what they should have done before Brooklyn even happened, and that's blow the just level the Coliseum to the ground and rebuild it, um, which is what they should have done all along. But we know that Nassau yes. County politics got their hands on that whole mess and made a mess of it. But who knows? Who knows at this point what's going to happen until there's a shovel in the ground in Belmont? That's when I'll believe Belmont is happening. See, but this is why I like our show, because you hear these whispers and I don't. I, I'm not someone who's necessarily in the know, except for when mm -hmm. I speak to you either on the podcast or if I ask you any questions leading into the show. Yeah. So as someone who isn't privy to whispers and information, mm -hmm. I never thought we would play even a round at the Coliseum. Okay, fair enough. I thought it was something that was a pipe dream and something that obviously all Islander fans, including myself, would love because of the history the Coliseum has and how loud it gets and how intimate it is because it is not big. Of course. But I never thought the NHL would agree to play in two different venues. Mm -hmm. Again, assuming the Islanders make it past the first round, which I'm I'm not trying to put a jinx on them, but I never anticipated a split playoff. I figured we were screwed. I figured it was going to not screwed. You know how I feel about Barclays. It's way easier for me to get to. But I never thought we would play at both. And again, you hear the whispers, so you were more in the know of what could happen. Just from the outside looking in. That's fair. I honestly thought we were at Barclays straight through. And I actually think that if they make it to the second round and end up playing a round at Barclays, I think that if there's a good chance that the team will stay in Brooklyn and kind of, you know how some of these teams do the do the sequestering 
where they kind of instead of going home, they'll yeah, just I think stay as if they're the road I team think also. they might they might just shack up in Brooklyn. Um, you know, just get a get a get two floors of a hotel and just hang shack out. up right down the street from the rink, yeah. and so so as to make that as easy as possible on them. Um, and look, I I I don't think next year is looking much different. Honestly, I think next year, in in my opinion, and based on again unofficial whispers, and they they've been whispers, they haven't been too loud, but um, that next year is going to be a split. Not sure of the exact you know game allocation, but that next year is going to be a split as well. So, and that to me is not a well, free agent draw. It's just it can't be, can it? No, can't be. Yes, Barry it, it, Trotz is the big draw, and the team is the big draw, and the fact they're in first place is the big draw, but that that can't be a big draw. And the fact that, again, there's not a shovel in the ground in Belmont where you could tell a pending free agent, look, the shovel's in the ground, the arena's getting built. Right. It's tough. See, to me, and I, I know Islander fans are going to hate this, so I apologize. To me, 82 games at Barclay is more of a draw than... than I'm sorry, not 82. 41 games at Barclay is more of a draw than 20 and 21. Or or forty one at the Coliseum, which I think it's you know if the Coliseum I mean, was I think, built right, for, forty one at the Coliseum right, is right. just right. But forty one at the Coliseum hates, is best. Forty one at Barclays is Barclays. better than twenty twenty. I agree exactly. Yeah. That that's the way I feel. I Obviously, forty one at the Coliseum would be ideal for free and don't ever apologize for having an opinion. You know, I hate that. I hate. I know, that. but don't do I, that. I. I unnecessarily go out of my way to to well, don't do it. That's buying into this say, PC culture that we're stuck in. No, 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 no. Where you can't no, say I go out of, to anybody. No, but what I'm saying is, I go out of my way on Twitter and sometimes on this podcast to say ridiculous things. So when it's something I, I, that I'm not going out of my way to say, I, I do want to apologize because well, I do go I do go out of my way to just utterly save kill your apologies certain aspects. For, save your apologies for Dana. <laughs> Well, hopefully, I won't have to apologize. <laughs> wow, for anything that was there. a good one. I'm proud of myself for that one. That was that pretty was good. good All right, let's 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 go let's on, to on to a lot to talk about. This. What you wanted to start with, but this is probably going to be the longest part of the podcast where no, we talk about not. the trade I don't, deadline. How, how long can we talk about it? But we we know that next week's show well, we, we're going to have yeah. a post deadline show, so we'll be we've, able to. We've talked about it at nauseum. It's what the hell can you do? You know, Panarin is I don't think going to happen based on Columbus is still chasing the Islanders. It'd be it'd be. I'd be blown away if they agreed to trade Panarin to the Islanders, to be honest with you, even though it makes probably the most sense considering that the Islanders, it's been rumored, and I'm doing air quotes as I say that, are one of the teams that he, would, he wouldn't he would mind playing for long term. Right. Um, Which is even more of a reason if I'm Columbus, I wouldn't trade him. Right. And, and to boot, Panarin and his agent, who is also the agent for Sergei Bobrovsky and, and Ilya Sorokin, coincidentally, um, has already come out and said, in fact, Panarin himself came out and said, I'm hitting July 1st. I've earned it. Right. I'm hitting July 1st. I'm going to test the waters. Um, news came out today that Matt Duchesne is, who is almost certain to be traded now, is amicable to signing an extension with his new team immediately. Word came that out today on that. That price is high, though. Um, yeah. You I would, better have a guarantee well, for that price that it's was interesting. reported. I put out a poll this afternoon, and it got tremendous play. Um, on Twitter, which I like to do from time to time, and I posed a question. If the deal for Matt Duchesne is Anthony Beauvillier, Oliver Wallstrom, and a first-round pick for Matt Duchesne, and the caveat is knowing that Matt Duchesne comes with an AAV of 9 to 9.5 million, would you do that deal? 
Ovillier Wallstrom at a first, knowing that Duchesne comes with a nine to nine and a half AAV on a long term extension. I got eight hundred and sixty two votes already. And believe it or not, fifty seven to forty three say no, they would not do that deal. So for me it's the Wallstrom. Fair enough. Um, but fifty seven percent said they would not do that deal, and that's with eight hundred and sixty two votes and counting and it's funny how when you put something like that out there then you start getting texts from people you know around the league and some of your sources saying that apparently it's not all and this is what i heard today it might not be all about the money for matt duchene and pat Brisson. that duchene apparently wants to win and he could come with an aav of eight to eight and a half which eight and i do this for deal. me changes the ball game completely yeah Eight, eight changes, especially with the free agent status of the Islanders. Eight changes the ball. That changes the nine, whole nine thing. Nine, nine and a half is a lot. Yep. Yep. But two things. One, it's Wallstrom for me that makes me say no. Fair enough. I don't mind moving Beauvillier. I don't mind moving the 2019 What if Wallstrom first. was Bellows? I make the move like that. I think Wallstrom is going to be a very okay. good pro. Okay. I think I know he's not. I I've been hard on his performance at Boston he's College had a tough year. this year, yep. but I think he is going to be. He has the makings of a very good pro. Agreed. Okay. Now, my other point. This is a Twitter point, and I learned this at work. You need to put a third option. All right. And it needs to be called. I just wanted to see the results, <laughs> so it doesn't skew the results. Oh, and people I, can see what the results well, are. No, because you're not going to... No, you could see the results of the poll without voting. I don't think you can. Can you? Not on Twitter. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, well, fair enough then. I should have probably put that. That's, good. That's a good point. I'll do that next time. Yeah, I'm I'm 90% sure you can't see the results without voting, so you, uh, you have to add a oh, third one okay. that is called, I just want to see the results, so you don't have to vote either way. You just see what the results There's are. There's a little trick, but why wouldn't you want to vote? Polls are fun. People love yeah, polls. polls. Pol- polls are fun. People I guess. love polls. They're better than retweet for this and like exactly. for that. People love polls. So I mean, off of that, I mean, who else are the Islanders going to get? Flyers aren't going to give them Wade Simmons. The Flyers are playing better hockey now. Carter Hart seems yeah. to be the talk of the town lately. Um, they're not going to just give the Islanders a team again that they're consistently chasing in the Metropolitan Division. Wayne Simmons, who I think is probably a little too slow anyway. I hate to say that because I love Simmons as a player. He's a brawly, kind of big power Does winger. Does he really... We have our fourth line. Does he really That's what fit I, mean. I don't think he's a fourth line player. I wouldn't go that far. No, but, no, but we have the grindy right, right. big yeah, guy. I, 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 our, our fourth line's not really a fourth line. So either. I don't think Simmons is the answer. Is And then, you know, you and I bantered about last week, and his name has come up again this week, and that's Ilya Kovalchuk out in L.A., you know, for me, Kovalchuk would have to come for that second round pick, which is Calgary's that we own, and would have to come with, I said, at least 35% salary retained, which would get him down to like a roughly a $4 million cap hit. If that, if that can happen, I'd be more willing to take a chance on Ilya Kovalchuk. I definitely do not take Ilya Kovalchuk at a $6 million AAB. No. No, but I take him at... Four. Retain sal- exactly. I take him at retained salary without a doubt. I probably take him at four million with a with a second round pick going the other way. If Luke could somehow package Lad over there, forget it. He's a freaking evil genius. Oh yeah. Oh listen. Oh, it's Bridgeport. I get it. I get it. It's Bridgeport. <laughs> I know. I know. 
I is that okay, the we're all, are those the acquisitions? Andrew Ladd and Thomas. I Hattie? hope, I hope not. But they but could be. tell me, there isn't a better time for Andrew Ladd to endear himself to Islander fans. I know. And let's say this: I'm a little frightened, Shane. And I'll tell you what frightens me. You know who frightens me? Okay. Who? Lou Amarillo frightens me. Why? I wrote it. I, my my column last week on WFAN was around the trade deadline, uh, around the trade market, and the title was "To Trade or Not to Trade." That is the question for the Islanders. And I wrote about both sides of the argument. I tried to present both sides of the argument and hopefully bring some fans together where they could see the opposing point of view fairly, you know, to trade versus the argument not to trade. And one of my comments was, throw in the fact that they are accomplishing all of this without a point-per-game score and nobody on pace for even 30 goals, you have the makings of a special group. To bring someone in with the hopes they click in the new system and with their new teammates... Without much time for room or error, you have to move someone out. That is what makes this trade deadline the most tricky the organization has arguably ever faced. The very next day, <laughs> Andrew Gross puts out a column where Lou Lamarillo had some uh, comments in there. And this is what Lamarillo said. I am very comfortable with this hockey team. Our coaching staff has done an outstanding job and the players have done an outstanding job buying into what's been axed. I think it's a very difficult week for players or organizations. You have to be very, very careful. There are so many factors involved, whether it's the chemistry of your team, needs, and making sure that it doesn't get in the way of what's transpiring. That's scary because I, I like the next couple of days, I found myself uh, looking over my shoulder when I came home to see if Lou had spies. <laughs> like, because I was like, I'm either really, I'm either like on the on the ball this deadline, which I usually aren't, and am just pointing out stuff that's pretty astute or obvious. Or Lou was reading my shit and repeating it the next day to Newsday. Who knows? I just thought it was pretty funny. Maybe he, maybe, maybe you're onto something. <laughs> they've gotten, they've gotten this far with what they got, and I think the argument not to trade is just that. If you bring someone in, there's no guarantee. I don't care who that player is, Panarin, Duchesne, doesn't matter who it is. There's no guarantee that they're going to click with what the Islanders have built through 60 games. Yes, but I still don't know that this is a Stanley Cup winning team. And that's fair, too. Right? That's the other side. And that's also a very, very fair argument. Jeff Capolini has beat that drum. A lot of other fans have beat that drum. And that is a very fair point as well. That's why I try to lay out both sides equally, give them equal airtime, and hopefully each side can see the other for what it is. And now my thing is I at first didn't think – for a while I didn't think they were one piece away. Me neither. But the, the more you watch this team – the more they are a, a legitimate scoring threat away from being a legit contender. Yeah, they don't have that William Carlson that Vegas had last year. They don't have no, that. No, but Duchesne could be that. Maybe. Kovalchuk could be Maybe. that. The question is, how how willing, <laughs> how big of a chance are you willing to take right. that they're... That, None of them are guarantees. Now, any trade you make is not a guarantee. And you know what? Prospects, aside prospects from, we're hoarding aren't guarantees either. We've talked about that at right. Dawson. But aside from trading for Wayne Gretzky, who there is no guarantee in a trade. Duchesne might come here and put up 30 points in in the last 20 what, games. What, 20, 20 games. He may come in and put up two. There'll be, I think, 20 games left when the trade deadline hits. So, so there's a chance he puts up 20 points in 20 games as a chance he puts up two points in 20 games. You don't know. The question is, how big of a risk are you willing to take? Right. 
how much are you willing to shake up the team for a not guarantee? Now, me, the way I've watched them play the last couple of days, I'm all for it. Make the move now. Okay. Uh, I wasn't uh, up until about a week ago. Okay. Make the move now. Bring someone in. Show, and I, I know that there's probably an internal struggle right now between Lou and ownership about making a splash. I heard or today that that's coming a little bit, cl- they're coming a little bit closer now. <laughs> As the deadline so, gets near, as gets closer, I'm hearing that that's getting a little bit less of an issue. Okay, so my question to you then, and I don't know how much you've heard. Take yourself out of that. This is just me asking you. Yep. How big of a risk are you willing to take for a <sighs> probably a rental? I would probably do. And again, some people said, well, what? A, and this is a concern for me, right? Like, I, I, I look, I know that these guys aren't babies and they can't be treated like babies. And some people brought up the point today. Well, if you move Beauvillier, how does that affect Matt Barzal? Well, Beauvillier is not producing anyway. So is Matt Barzal really that? I understand they're really close friends and I get it. But Matt Barzal should also get the fact that this is a professional organization that's built that needs to be built to win Stanley Cups. And if. Anthony Beauvillier is not getting it done and is not that answer, or is the piece to that puzzle that gets them with Matt Duchesne, let's say, Barzell has to understand it's a business at the end of the day. So I feel like all you have to do is look at Matt Molson and how right. he was a good friend of John Tavares, right. but you you didn't want to be over loyal to a player like Matt Matt Molson just because your best player was friends with him. You right. need to be able to move on from that. So in that case, all things being equal, and Matt Barzell, I would think, would be a mature professional about it, I think I go back to what you said which was you know earlier, which is I probably do that if it's, if it's Bovillier, Bellows, and a first. I probably wouldn't do Wallstrom. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I just, that. I think Wallstrom's going to be an absolutely fantastic yeah, me too. pro. me too. And, and that's not knocking for Bellows either. I just, I, I, I would do that deal if Bellows is there and then try to talk contract with Brisson and Duchesne immediately. Yes. my For me, the make or break with Duchesne is his willingness to sign in New York for less than nothing. And I don't know his willingness to sign in New York. I know that he did say that he would discuss with his new team an, an immediate extension. Uh, a lot of things today have him... Uh, apparently, and again, I'm using air quotes, um, desiring to play in Nashville. You know, he's a big music guy. That would make them scary. He's a big music guy, and there's no better music city than Nashville. And they got a, yeah. they got a damn good hockey team. And New York has a good music scene. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville is like, what, the birthplace of no, music? I, I mean, yeah. So I don't know. That's just rumors. That's just scuttlebutt. I don't know how serious that is. Nobody's, you know, Nobody I'm talking to is Matthew Shane's best friend, so... It's just all hearsay at this point. The trade deadline, Elliot Friedman said it perfectly today. He goes, it's so ridiculously hard to pin down anything of truth um, that it just makes us all look silly at this point in the year. Anyway, at the end of the day. so My sources are telling me we're going one for one Ross Johnston for, for Stone. <laughs> I heard whispers today that Lou called up Thunder Bay inquiring about Carl Rackey. <laughs> ahead of uh, uh, ahead of next week's <laughs> matchup with and we'll well that that's a great segue right into our that's next a good segue topic and that's John Tavares and his Toronto Maple Leafs come to Nassau Coliseum next Thursday 
You going to be there? For the hotly, I don't know yet. Depends on my father-in-law's health. He is okay. uh, dying, as people didn't know that. And, uh, I'm sorry to so hear So we're that. spending as much time with him as we possibly can. Um, but today, Darren Dreger stroked the flames again. He was talking to Andy Petrillo out in Toronto on Leafs Lunch. And uh, Dreger didn't hold much back. Yeah, I can't recall off the top of my head the last time it happened, meaning a player getting booed during a tribute. Certainly a player of this stature reflected Dreger. And look, I understand why we talk about it, because social media draws this to the forefront, and our job is to talk about it, what is pertinent, especially when it comes to a Toronto Maple Leaf player. But the reason that these fans have a voice in any of this is because of Twitter, is because of social media. Who cares what they think? At the end of the day, John Tavares, like every other player, we're talking about Mark Stone, Matt Duchesne, Ryan Zingle on a daily basis, almost hourly. They've earned their right to pending unrestricted free agency. John Tavares was a loyal New Yorker, as you're ever going to find. He poured his heart and soul into that organization. And I don't know. Maybe Garth Snow didn't do enough to surround John Tavares with better players to give that fan base legitimately something to cheer for in terms of a true Stanley Cup contender. If they want to piss and moan now, who cares? Who cares? Like, I don't want to hear, no, oh, I don't want to talk about it, and then stroke the flames knowing you're going to get a response. Stop. Either shut up and don't don't stroke the flame and don't try and bring on the wrath of Islander fans, or agree that the only reason he's relevant, or quite frankly, the only reason the media is still freaking relevant is because of fans. So I don't, I, I listen, we, we do a podcast, I'm a producer, I, I, I'm in the media. For all intents and purposes, I'm in the media. I hate the media because the media hates the fans, but the fans are the only reason the media even exists or matters worth a damn. True. Shut up. True. Just shut up. I. There's no reason. There's no reason to stoke the flames, and I'm not even bitter about Tavares. I, I'm I'm at the point in my fandom for the Islanders that I don't care. Sure. He left, and I get it. Islander fans aren't mad that he left. They're mad how yep. he left. Yep. And I think once the thick-headed Toronto media gets that through their skull that they don't we don't care that he left we care that he reportedly requested not to be traded professed how he loved long he loved Long Island he wanted to stay in New York wanted to stay in New York wanted to stay in New York and then was gone like that it's not that he left I don't care free agents leave all the time it's how he left that has the Islander fans pissed off and if you can't realize that as someone in the media do you really belong in the media I'm, uh, we're making too many enemies right now, and, no, and I'm at no, the point where I'm, I don't care. I'm actually sick and tired of talking about it. I can't wait for this game to be over. Um, I will say this. Islander fans deserve to feel however they want to feel about anything, especially this. If they want to be pissed off about it, they should be pissed off about it. If they want to let it go, they should let it go. If they want to cheer the tribute Thursday night, they should cheer it. If they want to boo it, they should boo it. Um, what I don't want to see happen for the sake of Islander fans everywhere and the fact that one bad apple ruins the whole bushel, I don't want to see jerseys being burned in the parking lot or the arena. That's just, that's so dumb. I don't want to see stuff being thrown on the ice. Yeah. No, that's... I don't want to see anthems getting booed. I don't want to see brawls between Islander and Toronto fans. That's all stupid. Eh. Eh. As long as I'm not involved, I don't mind watching those. 
if I'm going to pay $80 for a ticket to get my ass thrown out in the second period because yeah, I'm that's fighting funny. with a fellow fan over a guy that left almost a, you know, almost a year ago, come on, man. Be better. Be better. I- Feel how you want. React as, as you want, as you feel you need to react within reason, within human decency and reason. That's all I, that's all I ask. Honestly, what, what Islander fans, in my opinion, <clears throat> should do is nothing. And it's not Throwing just the them. Tri- Look at Canuck fans. When they won the Stanley Cup, they almost burned the freaking city down. I mean, all, all yeah. fan bases no, no, have no. their but pockets ju- like Just that. for the 28th, just for next Thursday, Yep. don't boo. Because I think doing nothing is more of an insult. Probably, or or just probably when the tribute comes on, maybe everybody yeah. stand up and turn their back. Uh, no, don't. No, that just sit. no, that'd be incredible, dude. If you had four, sit. if you had fourteen thousand people stand in unison See, and turn their back to the board. To me, you you know what would be the most be awesome. insulting to me. You know, but you know what would be the most insulting. What? Think about the reaction Matt Martin's tribute got. Think about the reaction, like fr- think about the reaction Franz's yep. R- yep. tribute got. If you just continue your conversations as is, as if nothing's going on, I think that's more insulting. I think I, it's more insulting it's not to as, not it's even just acknowledge. Not as though. But but if you don't even acknowledge that it's on, Fair enough. Yeah, I see. To me, point. that's more that's more insulting than than acknowledging that it's on by getting up and turning around. If you just continue your conversation as you would in a normal <laughs> commercial break, right. I think that's more insulting. Just pretend it's not happening. And remember, you're not you're not. You're not angry at, and the, the you know the reason I I said with the with the anthems and the flags because I've seen that too, and that there's nothing that pisses me off more. You're not mad. You're not mad at Canada. <laughs> you're not. You're not mad at the city of Toronto. You're mad at John First of all, Tavares. Their anthem is fantastic. It's fantastic. It really is. I love their anthem. You're mad at John Tavares, plain and simple. So, you know, I wouldn't want any 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 anybody disrespecting our flag or anthem in that way. So, but by the way, I'm going to reorder your order again. What do you mean? We're, we're going to skip over the next topic and then go back to it because we have to jump into Rob Shrimp now that we're talking about the best. Yep. Yep, fair enough. And we'll we'll get into the, your other topic <sighs> after this, but how fantastic Rob was that? He had his cup of tea with the Islanders as we all know. He was famous for his dangling and his stick handling. Hell of a funny guy too. Comes out with Tavares, a line on Tavares in response to an NHL and NBC tweet. The ultimate I did my job kind of superstar. He wins when he goes to play for his country as they are loaded with players mostly equal or better. Other than that, he just collects his points and his awards. He went on to continue. Just give me one second as I'm scrolling up. Barzell's comments, the thing that is different this year is everyone is treated the same. I am not making stuff up. I know I am a bust and I am okay with that. My comments on that exact photo today was my opinion, and it seems some people that watched that career agree. Um, and then lastly, he adds, the score is 1-1. JT thought it wise to bring my name into a Hosang interview years back. His words were inaccurate and really gutless. John has his thoughts on me. I gave Twitter mine on him. My cup of coffee was with a number one overall. I didn't see what everyone else is told. I don't see what everyone else is told to see. And that's that. My my issue is with fans who don't think Tavares was a, a or is a good player, or the ones who think he wasn't a great Islander. Tavares yes, is I, a terrific player and was a terrific yes. Islander. Um, it's 
was never uh, again. I'll say it again. Was not a good captain and not a good leader no. in my book. And and I don't respect the way he left, but that shouldn't take away from what he did when he was here. And I understand we've only gone to the playoffs. What they go three times with Tavares, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I get it. He didn't bring this wealth of success, but he is the only damn reason they were relevant. Yep. So, I, I get it. I we're mad how he left. We're not mad that he left. Again, I'm going to stick to that point. We're not mad that he left. We're mad how he left. But you can't take away that he was a fantastic player for the New York Islanders. Yes, we happened to get a close replacement in Matt Barzell the year he left. I think Barzell has a ways to go. I don't think he's quite where he's go- Like He's not at his ceiling yet. So we have someone who's who's going to fill that role and in my opinion, I think as he matures, can be a better captain or assistant captain than Tavares ever would have been. I think Lee is the perfect captain for this team. So if Lee resigns, I don't want to take it away from him. But again, I'm just going to stick to my point. <laughs> We're not mad that he left. We're mad how he yeah, left. Yeah, agreed. And I will say it one more time. <clears throat> if you boo him, that's fine. But if you just pretend his tribute isn't happening, I think that's hilarious. Fair enough. I think you should boo him. I hope Babcock starts him, and that's when you boo him. I think you, I think you do started. the turn your back or you do the thing. <laughs> How great would it be if you do the thing in Slapshot where maybe maybe the Islanders get their hands on, I don't know, 14,000 copies of like an old hockey news. How and great when the tribute comes on, be? everybody opens up the hockey news. <laughs> How that, now that would be hilarious. <laughs> That would be pretty funny. That uh, I would love every second of that. NHL Sellies. Shane, what do you think of the uh, Hurricanes? Uh, Don Cherry the other day. Don Cherry, the ultimate, you guys are acting like asses, but ooh, look at me. Look at my out, Look at my outrageous suit. Watch me to see what outrageous thing I'm going to say today. That Don Cherry uh, came out and literally called them <laughs> uh, a bunch of jerks for their post-game celebrations. Um, if I if I wasn't saving money to get married, I would absolutely buy one of these shirts. I I look, I think the game needs more personality. You don't want to see the game become boring. We, especially me as media, I've commented before on how bland players can get kind of a quarter look at baseball. To sit maybe 40% through the season you go into that room and you're hearing the same regurgitated comments time after time after time again. You're really getting nothing new, nothing substantial, nothing that you can work with. Um, I don't want to see the game get get boring and and bland. I think it's great. Hey, look, everyone everyone cheered the NHL when they in when they came up with this stupid, ridiculous shootout. Everyone loved it and cheered the NHL for giving the fans what they want. Well, the Hurricanes are doing the same thing. They're giving their hard paying fans, fans that pay their hard earned cash, they're giving them some damn entertainment at the end of a win. And I'll tell you, I think it's great. They're having fun with it. I love it. I think the one with uh, with uh, the guy hitting the home run and then having the it's home hilarious. plate celebration. I think the one with Justin Williams bowling was great. Yes. Um, come on, guys. Just have a little fun with it. These guys are showing some personality. They have personality. It's just that the PR departments and the league doesn't always let them show it. You know, The league needs more of what the Hurricanes are doing, I think. The league needs more of the P.K. Subans, for instance. Um, the league just needs more of that. And I, I, I think if, if you want the league to continue to grow in both popularity and exposure, 
that's the kind of stuff you need. Hey, people are talking about it, so I guess it's good, right? If people are talking about you, that means you're leaving something else alone, and it could be something else that's better than your product. So I think it's great. That's my opinion on the sellies. Can you really call people a bunch of jerks when you wore a white jacket splattered with right. red paint right. looking like blood on, right. on national television? Exactly. And Don Cherry literally is the old get-off-my-lawn grandpa. Oh, yeah. That's what he is. Oh, man. That's what he is. He should be a baseball fan. You know, I have, I have, and I'm not, Don Cherry, I have so much more respect for a guy like Stan Fischler than I'll ever have for a Don Cherry because Stan Fischler never had to do anything like that to stand out. Stan Fischler never had to be in the forefront. Don Cherry represents, and I don't know if this is Don Cherry outside, you know, off air. I don't know Don Cherry. But on air, Don Cherry is the person that I loathe at parties, in bars, yes. at weddings. It's that, look at me, look at me. I'm going to do something outrageous so all the attention's on me. I hate those kind of people in general. And that, to me, at least on air, again, I'm being fair, because I don't know Don Cherry off air, but on air, that, to me, is who Don Cherry is, and I will never pay attention to those people. Stephen A. Smith is another one that's like that. Very smart, knowledgeable guy. Knows his stuff. But he's another look-at-me kind of guy. Whatever. I actually don't mind Stephen A. No, he's a smart guy. As much as most people Very do. Very smart guy. Knows his stuff. Very well versed in a lot of different sports, but he sometimes is even like that for me, and I don't like I don't like that stuff. All right, so before we get into everybody's favorite topic, let's take some of the questions from Twitter. We'll start with uh, one from two days ago, actually. Doc uh, at Doc underscore Ed says, "Here's a question for you guys: Who will be the next Isles defenseman to be an All Star? Pulik, Taves, or someone else?" Devin Taves. I have to say Taves, but just because he brings more, I think, on the defensive side as well as the offensive. So I think he'll edge Pollock in that better skater too in, in, in that opinion. category. Yes, a, a much better skater if if you watch the game. Uh, where are we? Do, 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 do. Come on! I feel like we should have the Jeopardy theme. Come on! Alright, here we go. Yeah. If you guys had to pick a theme song, this is Tyler Giancetto, mm-hmm. who's at Giant Cheddar, which is fantastic. If you guys had to pick a theme song to describe the season, what would it be? Ooh. And you're not allowed to say Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Mine would be Dig by Incubus, because Trotz dug a winner out of this wow. team. I'll let you go first. Dig is a fantastic song. Brother, the other day, my wife actually had me... I, I hadn't listened to Incubus in a long, long time, but my wife actually texted me and told me that she just heard Dig come across satellite radio and she wanted me to listen to it because she said it reminded her of our relationship. Aww. Fantastic song, uh, Dig by Incubus. Um, <sighs> that's, a good, that's a tough question because there's so many great songs. Um, go ahead, Shane. While, while I'm still thinking, you can if, if you have one, you can chime in. I'm actually, I made you go first because I'm... Think, <sighs> thinking through my giant library of songs, I know. In I my listen head. and I and I listen to so much different. I know. How about um, how about that? How about that Travis Scott jam, uh, sicko mode? Okay, that's probably a good one because this season has absolutely been sicko mode, something that nobody expected, and uh, is just off the charts, almost on un- almost unprecedented in Islander mine's, land. Anyway, mine's better now by uh, Post Malone. 
Okay, fair enough. I like Post. You probably seems like think a good that dude. you are better now. Post better seems like a good now. guy. Yeah, I'm going to go with sicko right. mode. Uh, but I'm sure, like I said, I listen to so much different music. I'm sure I'll have, I'm sure after the show, a hundred of them will hit my head. I feel like we're going to have to tweet our actual answers <laughs> when we have time to actually think about <laughs> right, this. Right. Uh, all right, Tyler also says, with time winding down till 7-1, do you think Nelson gets a deal or walks think or he, gets dealt? I think he gets a deal, but it's going to happen late. Uh, I know they want to re-sign Lee. Eberly is likely gone, but Nelson could go either way. I think Nelson gets signed. I think Lee gets signed. I think Eberly is gone for nothing. I think... Whoa, that could have been rough. I almost dropped my water bottle on my laptop. Nice. Uh, I think I think Eberly walks for nothing in the summer, which at this point I'm fine with because I think he'll help in the playoffs. All right. Uh, Andrew Isopo, who's at AISopo09, says, what do you think of a scenario where the Isles trade Eberly or Brock and acquire draft picks to use in a package to get a guy like Stone or Duchesne? I don't. I don't see that happening either. I don't think of that at all. Uh, <coughs> then we move on to Jen Shulman, who says, she's at jshull630. I've heard analysts talk about if the Isles have another level to their game when it comes to the playoffs because of how they're playing right now. What do you guys think? That's exactly why I think they should make a move of the deadline. <laughs> do they have another level? I, uh, you know, you hate, uh, I'm not even going to say it. I shouldn't say it. Say it. You always have to be wary heading into the, heading into the final third of the season of teams that quote unquote peak too early. Um, I'm not sure that the Islanders right now can play any better than they're playing. So they either maintain it um, or it's the dreaded peaking too soon theory. My question is, are they too inexperienced? Not do they yeah, have Vegas level? was all inexperienced last year too. That didn't mean much to them. Not really though. The only guy they had with real experience was who? England and Fleury. Yeah, I guess. That's really it. I guess. I mean, That's oh, and fair. James Neal. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to go through their roster in my head. There were more... We have Boychuk. We have Letty. Yeah, there were more inexperienced guys there than I thought. See, I don't think Letty has the experience a lot of people think Letty he Letty won a cup, dude. But did he? how much did he play on he that? He played team? on that team in the playoffs. Did he? Yeah. It's too long. Letty won a cup. Boychuk won a cup. Uh, Nikolai Kuhleman's got experience. Lad has a cup. Lad has a cup. That's why I think Lad is a good uh, addition right Filpola now. Filpola has experience. Komarov has experience. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. All right. I don't know. I I think they need to make a move. I don't think the scoring is enough. I don't think the scoring has another level. Fair enough. Which, again, go back, what? I don't know. 15, 20 minutes when we were talking about Kovalchuk and Duchesne. Yep. Uh, and then Doc asks one more question. What do you think of reuniting Beauvillier, Barzell, and Eberly? put Bailey with Nelson and Lee, and let Ladd play with Filpula and Kamarov? Do it. Do it. I'm all for it. Do it. Beauvillier. I think putting I think putting Eberly back with Barzell could be huge for both of them. Bo's got to wake the heck up. Yes. He's got to wake the heck up. Yes. He, he's too big a part of this team right now to be as quiet as he is. Agreed. All right. Now... Everybody's favorite part, 
as Maggie's trying to uh, Are you here in the background? be a part of our show. I love it. I love every second of it. What you having um, for dinner? What you having for dinner? <laughs> I'm going to boil up some farfalli with some homemade uh, meat sauce that my wife made and a meatball. Oh, this is so fitting with the music underneath <laughs> us. I had leftover brisket from Daddio's last night, which is a, like a barbecue place on Staten Island. And tater tots and mixed vegetables. Uh, tater tot. Your mommy made you tater tots? Y- no, I made myself tater tots. Aww. Thank you very much. And I managed to not burn myself this time. Mommy I'm made, improving. Mommy made Shane some tater tots. No, mommy heated up the the brisket. Shane made his own damn tater tots. I've just gone home from work, so my dog's going ballistic. Shut the door. No, just have Maggie come on. She's she's probably more knowledgeable than she we are. She freaks out because when you when you walk in the house, the first thing you have to do is pet her, or else she goes crazy. Really? Yeah, she starts barking at you and stuff. I want a puppy so bad. Too smart for her own good, which she is. I do. I want a puppy so bad. We had to get a new hamper. We had to get a hamper with that's like a a foot chest at the foot of our bed. Did she tear it apart? Because no, because she was getting in our old hamper, which had a top on it. She learned how to how to how to put her snout under the Velcro top, undo the Velcro, lift open the top, and take all her shit out. Damn, dogs are smart. She's crazy. She knows how to open and close doors. She knows how to open and close cabinets. It's crazy. It's almost like I have to childproof my house for my dog. <sighs> but uh, someone, by the way, said he read that Duchesne wants over ten and a half. No, not what I heard. That would be insane. Nobody's given him that. So sorry, Matt. You're not getting that. Sorry, Matt. Matt and Pat. The Matt and Pat show. You're not getting that. Um, that's not what I heard today. Again, information's going to be flying around. So. Uh, I mean, I vouch for who I hear things from, but um, it was kind of said quietly. So, again, between now and Monday, you're going to hear a lot of different things. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, all of us don't really know know much when it comes to the trade deadline. Things seem to happen that we never expected and things that we expected to happen don't happen. So I think there's only one person who really knows what's going on. Who's that? And that's Lou. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, right? I mean, uh, like I said, things always end up happening that you didn't expect, and things always, you know, come out of nowhere, and things you expect don't happen. So it's like uh, we're better off saying as little as possible at the end of the day and just letting things transpire the way they're going to transpire. So Again, my sources are telling me that Ross Johnston is on the move (laughs) in a package. I'm not sure for what. How many trade deadlines have we been through where you hear about all these big players that are on the block and none of them get moved? Nope, absolutely so none of them. that could be a possibility, too, where 3 p.m. Monday comes and goes and there's nothing happening. <laughs> so, we'll see. But keep this in mind. If the Islanders need to trade from... If the, if the Islanders are going to sign a pending UFA to a max eight-year deal, they have to have him on the roster prior to the trading deadline. Right. Right? Prior to trade deadline day. Like, they can't even trade for them on deadline day. They have to trade for them prior to Monday to be able to negotiate an eighth-year term. So keep that in mind as well, that if Matt Duchesne gets dealt on Monday, the team that gets him can only give him a seven-year deal, not an eight-year deal, unless they risk it and wait till 7-1. And even then they can't because he wouldn't be considered, because they got him on trade deadline day or after, he wouldn't be considered their property yet. Because on 7-1, he'd be a free agent. Right, so he wouldn't be their own player anymore. 
That's actually Bob McKenzie actually put that out today. So that's a very important fact with Matt Duchesne, that if a team's going to sign him to a max eight-year deal, he could be on the move prior to Monday. That could yeah, that could happen before Monday. So we'll see. It would be nice. It would, it would keep us all off the edge of our seat a little bit faster. Yeah, exactly. All right, I think that about does it for us today. You don't have uh, to say three, it. You don't have to say it. Three games, three games that lead into our next uh, show tomorrow at Calgary, Thursday at Edmonton, uh, in the rematch of Saturday night's big win, and then Saturday at Vancouver. So getting our Western Canada trip out of the way here in late February. Then we come home again. We'll have a, a show before this again, but we come home Tuesday for Calgary. And then, that's it. The big day. A is week here. from Thursday, February twenty eighth, John Tavares returns with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, this is a busy, uh, busy, busy week. Busy, 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 busy. They go back to back: Toronto, Washington, Thursday, Friday, and then they play Sunday at Philly. Uh, in at home, I'm sorry, for Philly. Nice. Why do we always play Philly in these afternoon games? Good question. I don't know. It's almost always Philly. All right. So, again, three games before our next show at Calgary, at Edmonton, at Vancouver. Uh, I think you need to come away with four of six points here if you're the Islanders. We have trade deadline coming up, so tweet at us. We'll tweet our opinions all during the week. You know that. Uh, Trust Andy's more than mine because I'll probably make stuff up because I think (laughs) it's hilarious. Uh, Until next week. Don't say it. This has been the Secondary Assist (laughs) Podcast. I'm Shane. He's Andy. We'll talk to you next week. Wow. Snuck it in there. <laughs>